Welcome to the Saniac Podcast. A slightly melancholy day for us, I will say, uh, with the results of this last episode. Uh, but we will power through for all of you guys. Uh, for those of you that are new here, this is the Saniac Podcast. We host live weekly recaps of MTs The Challenge like this and also do cast interviews and other fun stuff. Our website has been revamped and it's got tons of content for you guys. SaniacPodcast.com. We put some new quizzes up um, and a really great article about Casper and the Chelsco interview that we had today didn't go to plan, but we will be rescheduling and doing one in person. So stay tuned for that. Ugh, Zach, it's like hard for me to go back to the beginning of the episode when like I'm so sad about the end of the episode. I'm really having to contain myself because I'm, I'm raging right now. I'm not happy. Um, I've never been more disappointed. My anxiety is like so high. Like that episode was a roller coaster mm. ride, and I just had this foreboding sense. I, I knew that some bad shit was gonna happen. Me too. And, also, um, the way yeah. Cam tweeted when she wrote that karma will get you or whatever. Yeah, I don't, don't know. get me started. Don't get me started on 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 these people. Wait, I forgot my light. Not happy at all. Not happy at all. Hold on. Let me share this to the groups. I know everyone wants to hear our, our rage that we're going to be spitting. I'll light up the background so we have a little more spirit. Your background is so badass. Everybody should give Shani a big, uh, uh, some compliments for that. I background. hand painted that. How cool is it? Do you get to see also? It's the, sick. I put also my, um, my double cross here. That was fun making. Oh yeah. From, from, from the org. Yeah. Do you remember that? I remember. Oh, I pulled it. I pulled it. <laughs> I pulled it on the first one. <laughs> I pulled the double cross. I didn't even know it was Matt's pop. Um, so yeah, this episode was definitely intense, super emotional. It felt like it was really emotional in the episode too, like for the people that were there. We saw a lot of almost on the verge of tears crying, you know, there was a lot of confrontation um, and just like a whole lot of stuff that was coming out. And I really, you know, when it boils down to it, for me, yes, I like Laurel as a competitor, of course, so I don't want her to go home in that way. But more importantly, like, she was the entertainment for this season thus far. She's been doing such a good job keeping the show so interesting and so alive. And, like, the West move, that was fantastic. So I feel like it was the Laurel show, and now we're going to have to see some other people stepping in. And I hope that they can do a good enough job because Laurel's been a refreshing new face. I know she's an OG vet, but a refreshing new face from what we've seen in the past few seasons, like the same boring, old, tried political drama. Laurel came in whole new take and i thought she did a great job so as a viewer i think we should all just be upset i mean this is you know the the entertainment value will go down for sure i mean we got ninja instead of laurel you know what i mean that's horrible what a downgrade mm. seriously mm. i'm sorry like what a downgrade you had a chance to have laurel go back in the house after that and then by technicality oh. you end up with ninja god guys ninja did not do herself any favors tonight she was unbearable to watch um i actually I, agree with you and i i was defending into ninja pretty intensely last season but this yeah you are it's just like i think maybe she was good last season socially because the game wasn't as intense there wasn't as many um you know political obstacles that she had to navigate through and now she does and we're seeing her crack in that way and it's not enjoyable to watch at all uh, and you know what at the same time also 
while there's so much political madness going on, not everyone's making all the greatest moves. And they're kind of like some people are playing emotional games. Some people are playing logical games. And we saw that today, this sort of juxtaposition of all these different kinds of strategies where Georgia, even though she said that she was playing with her heart, the right move for that team would have been to go for Kara because Kara is somebody who wanted camaraderie, wanted the team to get along, wanted to play within the team. She was a good teammate for USA and she's one of their stronger females. Laurel's causing havoc over there. And so while Georgia is actually playing with her head, you have Dia and Idris who are playing with their hearts, wanting to do the right thing by Ninja because they saw her in a position where she was, you know, not, you know, didn't really get her way in the tribunal. And there was all this yelling and all this fighting and, and that she was sort of shut down. So they wanted to give her what she wanted, but that was actually playing with their hearts and, um, you know, seeing Ninja as somebody who needed the help or needed the sympathy. And then you also have all these other people who are playing similar games, but for different reasons as well. You know, Josh is super emotional and he's going at it from that kind of direction. Banana seems like he was taking a step back and letting Laurel handle things. And it's just this whole new landscape that everyone is having to navigate that we haven't really seen in the past seasons. What were the political moves from last season? Wes, he's the only one who was really yeah. doing things, you know? I mean, you guys, like, it was, it's exactly what Sonia was saying. It was fun having Laurel in the house, like, creating chaos. That's entertainment for us as a viewer. Does anybody really want to watch a whole season of, you know, just Kara, Ashley, Cam, and Ninja, and Dee, and Kaylee all getting along? That's not fun. Mm. That's boring. As a viewer, maybe we it's... Have it's Look at Travis's comment right now. We've got to read this one because this seems to be a common response all over Twitter and all over Facebook right now, which is what you still have to go into final against Laurel. This could have been their only chance to get her out. And while I agree with that, but keeping Laurel on that team was like keeping a time bomb that's set to blow off every hour. That's always going to make the team implode before she even goes yeah. after team UK. Like she was willing to go after her own teammates. So by keeping Laurel in there, you could have her just self-destruct all of the USA for you and not have to do all that dirty work and, you know, get out all the other players. You saw how Laurel and Cam were not getting along. Could you imagine them trying to run a final together? Oh, my God. That explosive. <laughs> or having Laurel and Cam go after each other throughout the season. You know, they would have all fought each other and it would have been it just would have been one of those things where it just was such a smarter move for team UK to keep a mess like that on their team than to allow, I don't know. It just didn't make, it didn't make much sense for me to have all these people who wanted to play as a team stay together. Like keep the people who are trying to break their team apart. They're so strong. People are trying to troll me in here tonight. Robert's in here trolling me. Everyone's got something to say. Um, first and foremost, you know, we, we didn't really get to make light of it yet. Um, I did say last week, guys, that I'm growing out Jordan's facial hair. Uh, as you can see, um, I have taken <laughs> yeah, steps yeah, guys. to making that happen. Um, and I will I will try and make this last throughout the season. Um, uh, for those of you that didn't see our Chelsco interview, can we even call it that yet? <laughs> interview. At this point? Um, it was interrupted by... Uh, some severe technical issues, which I like to call West Coast Wi-Fi or yeah. lack thereof. We're like um, the chill Wi-Fi, so we don't really do yeah. you know high speed. So yeah. Slow. So, um, but on that interview, Shani and I started debating. How do you pronounce Jordan's last name? Is it oh. Wisely or Wisley? Yes. Yes. No, I didn't say Wisely. I said Wisely. What you so you say Wisely? So is it Weisley? Because that's kind of how the Jew, that's how the Jews would pronounce it. They'd be like Weisley. Like that's definitely how 
That's definitely how a Jew would say it. That's where I'm coming from. But I mean, wisely could be it too. Greg, I'm going to say Laurel's name so much tonight um, because she deserves all the props in the world. She deserves everything from me. She gave everything that she had to us, the viewers, and she left it out on the field. And Mm. she was disrespected by a mean girl mob. All right. Laurel had her back against the wall and she had, yo, I'm sorry, Cam. I'm, I'm so mad. I'm not even going in order tonight. I'm just going to spit my thoughts out as they come to me. Cam was just straight up lying tonight. She's just telling lies. She's telling lies in her confessional. She's telling lies in the house because she clearly did go into the game with alliances. Why is she denying this? She's mm. like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And then she goes, but if I did, so what? Who cares? <laughs> what? You're just lying. You're getting called out for lying. And then you're lying some more. Just own your shit. That's all I ask for. And on top of that, everybody knows that Cam and Kaylee were best friends going into the season. So, and she walked into that argument that she had with Laurel. She walked in with Kaylee walking behind her. You had an alliance with her too. Like, are you serious, Cam? Come yeah, on Yeah, and now. she was making deals with the other side as well. And she was playing shady last episode. And on top of that, something that's really important to know is that Cam made a comment at the end of the episode where she was like, you know, that's why you shouldn't play scared or was it on, it might've been on Twitter. That's why you shouldn't play scared. But Laurel plays the exact opposite of scared. She literally was willing to go into the elimination tonight. She even said it on the night out when they were out with bananas. She wants to go in there and compete. She wants to crush them. She isn't there to play a scared game. So I don't, like when people just throw out these like hot words, you know, they're like, Oh, let's, let's say that she plays a scared game or let's say that she's entitled or let's say that she's this and that, and they just label it because they can't think of anything else to say. And, and definitely one thing that you can't say about Laurel is that she plays a scared game. I mean, that is just not her MO. She went out and beat a professional climber in a climbing competition Mm. is what I, is what I saw. So we actually put a tweet out there, um, that, I need to take back now because I said TJ should not blow the horn before production, you know, looks at looks at everything and clears it and says that she won. And it turns out Laurel put put a few tweets up. I wish we could post in the comments photos, but we can't. So you'll have to just look at them. Um, But basically, Laurel posted a few tweets and said that they actually did check her entire tree. They checked everything to make sure that she won, had TJ blow the horn, and then she celebrated, right? And so for me, it's like you can't actually, as as a competitive house, right, the, these referees, whatever they want to call themselves as production, like that completely, div- that right there, you can't do that and then say that the elimination didn't count. Because then what's Laurel to do? If she had found out that she didn't win the elimination, if they had said, nope, you're wrong, she would have figured out where the pole was, where the hole was meant to go, uh, where the pole was meant to go in the hole, and and climbed up it. And because she didn't have that time to be able to take her stick from the top down and do that and race ninja to the top at the same time, then she lost. And it was pretty apparent yeah. you know, that that was a, a fluke on production's end. And you could see everybody telling her to get down because they had checked it. So that's why everybody was so certain. It wasn't just yeah. because TJ blew yeah, the horn. Yeah, not telling her to not even bother. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously for longtime challenge watchers, the first, when you see a controversy like this, the first thing that comes to mind is the push me over elimination from the duel. Uh, the Svetlana versus Beth elimination. Yeah. I always think this. I always think this one. And also the CT versus Brad elimination. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've kind of talked about CT versus Brad before. That's, that's not as egregious in my mind because the Svetlana versus Beth had already happened, but it does seem like from, from everything I've heard that production kind of. They had to fudge the rules on the fly because they, they really didn't want Svetlana to go home. 
Um, yeah, they stopped it for 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. That's that's the tea that's out yeah. there, is that there was a whole 30-minute discussion from production's end. So the uh, it's a parallel that you can draw on that. I'm not saying that they didn't want Ninja to go home. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it was very poorly officiated. Mm. It was poorly drawn up. Um, and uh, in the moment, they, they essentially allowed the players to make their own rules in the moment to like decide the winner, which is crazy. Especially when you're playing a game, when when they're playing a game with money on the line, um, yeah, at, the production didn't step in, uh, and also at, at that point when Laurel wins and production makes that decision, I guarantee you there's been other challenges in the past that we don't know about where that's just how they would edit it. They would say, "All right, yeah, Laurel won," and they would edit out all the other bullshit. But in this case, a lot of crazy stuff happened. Definitely. Um, and from what we're seeing from Twitter, TJ sounded the horn because production said that she had it. So we can't prove that otherwise, but hopefully we will learn um, something new or new information on the situation. But for me, it's just like, first of all, to respond to Greg, because he actually dropped a comment here. While I get it, Natalie called her out on it immediately. So I think production made the right call. Natalie didn't call her out on it immediately because she called her out on it after the horn had already blown. So there was already time for production to check the poll and make sure that everything was fine. Um, and, you know, I hear what you're saying in the fact that that it was wrong. Lauren, Laurel shouldn't have won for that, but she shouldn't have lost for it either. So in my opinion, her suggestion of doing a reset was the only fair way to actually go about this situation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because they didn't do that, they screwed themselves. And it's weird that production doesn't do that because there's plenty of time for them after the fact to say, you know what, let's reset it. Let's just reset it. Right. They did that the next day with bananas and Natalie's cookie yeah, elimination. Yeah. That was a, a mini controversy, that whole elimination. Yeah. Um, and they completely and redid that one. I'm just so disappointed. I'm so I'm going to listen. You can, we can start going through the episode. I've got notes. I see what <sighs> Ashley's saying right now. So there's someone, um, Ashley in the comment section. Welcome. I think you're new here. Uh, she made her own whole period, but it's not really, she made her own whole period because I she, made, I, she made, yeah, she made, she put it in an area that she thought was a pole. She obviously couldn't see it from that angle, but she assumed that it would go there. Cause that was, you know, where she was and she had one left. Uh, and then they claimed that it was fine that she won. So then she got down and assumed she won. It wasn't like she made her own whole period. She wasn't looking out to make her own whole every single step she could to cheat throughout the whole thing and they said that it was fine um so while i can say that maybe she shouldn't have won for that i don't think that she should have lost for it at all um and saying you know she cheated plain and simple is just silly because in the challenge you're rushing with adrenaline you're trying to get the elimination done you're you're at the top you have one rod left you assume that it's going to go there it's not just like uh you know somebody's cheating on a test intentionally looking over to find the answers or cheating on a puzzle and looking at somebody else's side it, it's definitely not the same thing and I think that people are misrepresenting that. Oh, man. Yeah. Like people are saying, no, people are saying that like, you know, she was like jamming the, 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 the it didn't look like she was jamming it in. Yeah, it looked quite it looked smooth. Like she just rested it in. Yeah. It yeah. Was right there. Yeah. It definitely <sighs> looked like, it definitely looked fairly smooth. Um, and Dude, Twitter I, is, I, I, Twitter is blowing up. Like I, I can't keep up with this right now. I, we've got tweets that are getting so many, likes and responses and then i'm looking at the comments on laurel's posts which i, I love be. these comments in this section right here she's she lost that's it but the whole point of a podcast is to discuss yeah. the loss are, is are, to are discuss it and to go in depth about it so yes she did lose now. obviously we're moving on in life but 
we're trying to dissect it. We're trying to see how it could have been better. Ad- admit um, it. Anybody out there who's saying she lost, period, move on, like you have a slant in what you're saying. What is that slant? Yeah, everyone's like got a little Kara? of a slant. Do you like Kara? <laughs> I do you, you do. Do you like Kara? Do you I like... bet you like Kara. Wow. Okay, we need to keep a counter of all the times Zach has brought up Kara on his own volition this season because he it's did promise one. he would tone it down. So now yeah. we're at now we're at one. There was one. She'll, she'll come up. Episode. She'll come up a couple times tonight. I do have some thoughts on her from the episode. <laughs> uh, she should have taken her loss, but why should she have taken her loss? Because she was told that she won. The, at, at, at the end of the day, it really just comes down to the fact that yeah. this was Did a fuck Ninja up from production's end. Similar to the Bananas Natalie, similar to the pushover, similar to so many situations um, that we've seen in eliminations in the past. And a reset is really what they need to be doing more often. Um, you know, they should have done a reset as well last season with the Amanda, Josh uh, and Cam. Who was Cam's partner? I forget. Uh, uh, Ashley. Cam, Ashley, Amanda. Yeah, Cam, Ashley, Amanda, yeah. Josh. Uh, elimination they should have reset that as well uh so there's been a few of these and you know it it, it happens and shawnee's now glowing she is sucking his life force <laughs> thanks oh, Tina. Let me, let me, guys how cute are these up. anniversary follower badges i'm actually obsessed with them look everyone's got little anniversary followers little badges on their things it's so cute because we've been around for so long now i love it <laughs> i appreciate that I love it. All right, guys. So let's get into the episode. Let's start off with the beginning. Let's see what's going down. Uh, so first off, we have Laurel and Kyle. They're sort of aligning. Kyle's chatting shit, obviously, as per usual. Bear's making hilarious statements. Like, he has feelings for everyone, which was really a great sequence. Uh, <laughs> and he definitely is a slag. So anybody who thinks that by calling him that is insulting, he full well knows it. And thank God, because it would take very little self-awareness to figure that out from him. Um, and then we get to the challenge. Now, Zach, I know we've been talking about the editing and production this season, and they may have fucked up with this elimination, but this opening sequence to the challenge was sick. They were filled. Oh, my God. The angles, everything, the way that everybody was so statuesque and they yeah. were cutting to all the different shots and the music choices as well. They have really stepped it up in that yeah, area. We, we got the uh, we got the classic rock song of the week. They played Ramblin' Man by the Allman Brothers, but it, did, it sounded like a cover, I think. I think it was somebody covering Ramblin' Man, but so clearly they're 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 doing this once a week we've established it we're tracking it um and yeah everything looked really good i i thought it was really funny the way that the challenge started and they start running up the hill and ninja's like all right start the hose now (laughs) it makes zero difference because the the ground's not even wet yet and honestly that was a disadvantage for the u.s team the fact that the the brits got to go first when Mm. the ground wasn't wet you know and the ground had to get wet as they were going and by the time the u.s went it was already like a mudslide uh definitely definite disadvantage to them it's so true i didn't actually think about that yeah i did not think about that uh so i know some of you guys haven't watched the challenge tonight yet so we'll give you a little recap of that basically they just had these giant statue relic things they look like huge trolls like wooden trolls that they had to lug up this huge hill and along the hill uh whichever team wasn't going could play defense and shoot them with either stage one which was the water hose it was like one of those giant firefighter hoses uh then they had slingshots with balls that didn't really seem that powerful then they had these huge yellow balls that they could just chuck at them uh and then they also could put somebody in a giant hamster wheel and run them over which i thought was the coolest of the obstacles yeah that that was cool uh shades of the original uh real world all-stars which is considered the first season of the challenge they had one of those 
those giant hamster balls going down a hill like that that was like you know one of their missions back before it was an actual challenge back um, when they called it missions yeah it was that's a, that's a great episode eric niece is a he's an all-star in that episode i know greg knows what i'm talking about he keeps coming up on my friend on my friends you may know on facebook eric the, niece <laughs> yeah it's the funniest thing he just keeps popping up who do you have that's a mutual friend with eric niece? Uh, probably like cyrus and them i the, i can't <laughs> imagine great. anybody else it's just the funniest that's awesome. thing yeah, he keeps appearing. Yeah, let's let's get Eric Nice on here. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty cool in that way. Like the challenge was fun, but the the outcome was obviously expected because bananas, um, and Laurel were throwing the challenge, and pretty obviously so. Uh, the UK team did pretty well, even you know with the whole throwing thing when they were on the offense when they were climbing up the hill, they did pretty solid. I mean, Esther also, you know, she did pretty good. She wasn't the last one. Nicola dropped her relic and had to go all the way back down, so she ended up being last. Uh, but there was a moment that we have to talk about where, where Joss helps Esther. I mean, that was the cutest thing. Like, Joss is such a good supporter when it comes to his teammates. And I think that has to be recognized. Okay, Joss, credit to you. Um, Dina says that she does not like when they throw challenges. This is a common sentiment that I've noticed among the fans. Shani, how do you feel about it? I don't mind throwing challenges. I think it's part of the game. In early seasons, that was a huge strategy. That was like Wes's yeah, stronghold right there, you know? I mean, he would throw challenges well, just because he knew he was going into elimination. I, I think of um, it has – it's a strategy that's been refined in recent years. I think a, a great one was – I think it was Final Reckoning when, when Shane threw that challenge and people were pissed. They were, they were pressed and everything worked out exactly how he wanted it to work out. In this mm. case, Johnny and Laurel, their plan kind of backfired on them, um, unfortunately. Also, this is going to be a controversial statement. Um, we might actually lose some some fans, assuming that we have any, because according to Twitter, <laughs> we don't. Um, was the statement? I kind of like Johnny this season. Oh, I really like Johnny I'm, this I'm season. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with Johnny. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe I haven't been in the past, but... We talked about this before. We've pretty much gotten a break from Johnny. He's getting bounced early every season. So it's not like he's taking up too much TV time. I actually really like Johnny right now. And I like Johnny a little bit more when he's not running the mob. Like I am, I am conditioned to not like the mob. And in this case, the mob is, you know, Kara, Cam, Ashley, uh, uh, as, as we discussed, Ninja. Whoa, Dean, whoa. Kale. Ashley's not really a part of it. Ashley's like mm, a little bit out of it. She, did you see her and Kara walking in the house together? Like chumming? Like okay, all possibly. chummy? That possibly. was kind of, that was kind of disgusting. Like what it's happened bit, to, to the Yeah, beat? but she, she'll flop whichever, which way has the money. So I think yeah. that she's not really part of the mob. Uh, she's part of her true. own mob. Um, but it's true. I really like bananas right now. It reminds me of, I, what season was it that I really liked? I think it was dirty 30. He looked really hot in Dirty 32, like really hot. <laughs> like that was, that was like a good season for Bananas. Damn. Um, and, and that was probably the first time I ever thought that too, because he's always so ugly otherwise. Um, I agree but he with, started, um, he started shining and this season I get similar vibes from him. He's playing it cool. I agree with Kenyon, Johnny or Josh will be gone next. They, they lost their numbers tonight for sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. Either Josh or Johnny. It has to be one of the two. Unless, yeah. I don't know, unless something else happens on Team UK. Yeah, um, I don't know what would happen on UK, but um, I could even see like US and UK, the the cross alliance, like making a move to get John uh, to get Josh mm. and Johnny out now. I could see. Yeah. That. Well, now they have the numbers, so they may as well, which is fucking annoying. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so back to the challenge. So USA goes. 
Bananas and Laurel are throwing it hardcore, and Kara notices, notices thank God. Uh, Ninja drops the relic, which doesn't seem to like phase her that much. Apparently, she's not very good at running and swimming, so anything cardio-based. Um, yeah, that's on my notes. Jordan's so- assessment of Ninja was incredible. It was so savage and also... <gasps> pretty spot on uh, i knew you'd like that <laughs> that uh, was fucking great she's not good at running she's a terrible swimmer and <laughs> and she's she didn't he say she was like a like like uh a mental liability like like, like she yeah she like was, she just you know, wouldn't yeah, be good great. in the final like he'd be scared yep. to run with her in the final yeah. uh yeah jordan, and then jordan's so good this season he, jordan he is just, great he somebody tagged me in that. a whole expose of him that i have not had a chance to watch yet so you know, these opinions yeah. are before watching said expose. Listen, take that uh, shit with a grain of salt. Like, we're living in the age of the expose. Okay? I absolutely like, will. You, you don't need to watch, like, videos. I take everything with a grain of salt. Own, yeah, to make your own decisions in life, people. You don't I need to watch with, a like, lifetime a giant documentary before, you know, making an, an opinion on something. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's watching lifetime documentaries around here? <laughs> uh, that, that was a surviving R. Kelly reference because some of us was actually. Was that on Lifetime? Knew, yeah, some, some of us actually, you know, remembered the original R. Kelly uh, is a scumbag narrative from like the early 2000s. We didn't need to be. Re- okay, some of us of weren't, like weren't adults at that time, weren't even mm. conscious of what was going on at that time. Thank you very Just much. Just saying. Some of us were woke before woke was a thing. Yeah, because some of us were really old, so we were adults at that time. That yeah, some of so us are old. you. I'm so okay. old. Does this goatee <laughs> look old to you? I'm youthful. Look at this yeah. shit. Yeah, guys, that's his Jordan. Uh, okay, <laughs> so then, so then uh, we have bananas hitting Ashley to the ground, which was hilarious, and it seemed like their plan was going well right at this point for them because Ashley essentially throws a tantrum and quits making them throwing the challenge almost irrelevant like they they just threw it and they had somebody else finish off the job for them uh and then that's when we get a great line from Tori which is literally my mood all the time everyone needs a snack and a nap (laughs) that's pretty good uh that was great so what do you think about this Nani and Polly fight because this seemed like it was about to get physical Polly is man He's 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 got the little man thing going on. He's got short guy syndrome. You know that that video that went viral like a month ago of that really little guy at a bagel shop and he was like freaking out and then and then somebody tackled him and started beating his ass. No, but that I sounds got, like I really need to watch that. That guy was kind of like Pauly. He was just a you know he just had short guy problems. Oh, we need a height recount. We need a height recount. No, we already know Polly's height. Me and Greg have. We do not know Polly's height. We just uh, yeah, think we know Polly's height. He's five six max. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, it seemed like Nani was about to hit him. Like if it it looked in my screen that she had it like looked like she clipped him almost. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I thought it was going to get pretty heated right there. It was kind of weird because Nani went in and then Polly slipped a little bit. But when he recovered from his slip, then he like leaned in. Yeah. I don't know. There was a weird dynamic going on there. Honestly, it all took me back one time when I was in eighth grade. This this girl who she was about that life would be the way that, that I would say it. She like just came up to me one day in the hallways and just started like fucking slapping me she just started that's just really started weird. throwing hands at me yeah that's really really weird i just stood there and took it because I... you know that's 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 what gentlemen do we yeah okay we also have to address this one phrase that Kara said that is just driving me bananas which is i'm just gonna stand by my man because that's my man and i yeah. hate that fucking line i hate that line i hate that mentality i think it's so 
oh, it just like takes away all your own personal responsibility and opinion and choice. And it's just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I understand supporting someone and get it, but the way in which she says it sounds so dependent. I think it's a bad example to people to hear, uh, especially the young girls that are listening to her. Uh, so yeah, I, I do think that that moment was, was cringe and shit. Uh, but I was happy with the outcome, you know, team UK won. it seemed like all was going to go to plan and then things start getting a little rocky when team UK has to pick who is their speaker. Like, honestly, I really think that this challenge, this entire episode could have gone a whole different way. If Kyle was up there as the speaker chosen, maybe Georgia and Idris, right? It would have gone the way that it should have gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to say this. First of all, fuck you, CT. Come on, man. Why? Why are you doing that to us? Secondly, Kara is terrified. And that's in all capital letters. Terrified to go in. She's terrified. Mm-hmm. When CT like chose to not vote the way that she freaked out. Like, you're really that scared of going in, Kara? Yeah, you, you could you, see you knew that Kyle would put you like. That's weird. That's weird. Like she hasn't gone in in forever, and she, she hasn't been in the limit in an elimination in a really long time. But that's probably and, why she's scared. Think about it. Yeah, and for those of you who have forgotten, the last elimination she was in, she lost. I forget which Shady one it Shane. was. I forgot what was that it? was oh. to Shady Shane mm-hmm. and Nelson. And yeah. don't don't try and counter me and say that she won a redemption because the redemption's not an elimination. CT wasn't playing for his team. He was playing for Kara in that one moment. He definitely would have been wanting to choose Kyle. Dude, like but... she started talking about Boston. <laughs> she, Boston, Boston. Boston. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god. Uh, but listen, I understand where CT's coming from too, though, because if I was in that position and one of my close close friends was screaming at me like with all of their emotion, then yeah, it'd be really close, fucking close hard friend. for me to pick. Yeah, they're pretty close friends. They're they close are cl- friends because CT's got no other options. All right, yo, if David Burns was still doing challenges, if Burnsy was still on the challenge, Kara would be an afterthought. CT and Burnsy would be running shit. Yo, yeah, Katie, because they're like. Katie, Katie, loving your content. What'd she say? Come back and come back and watch us every week. Katie says Kara cannot perform fake muscles. Katie, this is your place. Oh my God. You Uh, come here. Katie, I got your back. You come here and you hang out with us. All right. This won't count for the counter because somebody else brought up Kara's name. Um, All right. So then, then we have this whole debacle. TJ basically shuts them all down. And also, yeah. by the way, this is what I would do if I was in their situation on a team where they were about to pick a speaker that, like, I really didn't want. Hey, you too. Sorry, my dogs. Um, that I really didn't want. I would, I would start yelling. I wouldn't just let it happen. And so the Brits actually did what I always thought someone should do. I never understood why people just were like, yeah, they're the speaker. You know, why did they say their name? We didn't pick them. Like, why don't you scream about it while, you know, you're there? It was it was crazy. I've never seen it was a havoc. scene like that in, yeah. in the challenge where everyone's screaming on each side like you can tell the politics are so mixed up in this in this game right now which is why it went like that it was they're just so heated but yeah Yeah. ct picking ct picking d was uh clearly for um for kara and i just i think kyle would have still been a good choice for him as a team uk member because for him kyle isn't necessarily on either end of the spectrum when it comes to his team's politics he's not 
really with Georgia, Theo, or Bear. He's not really with Joss or Rogan or any of them. You know, he's friends with a lot of them, but he's pretty neutral. And so picking him would have been a great choice for CT in my eyes and also for us as viewers because it would have led to what we wanted to happen, which was Kara Ninja in that elimination. Yeah. And, and in any other season of the challenge... I feel like most people would agree with us, but because it's the people who are in the majority, um, you know, they have the sympathy of like the Twitter masses, but usually on the challenge and on any reality competition show, the nat the the nat the viewer's natural instinct is to want to see the majority be cracked. They want to see somebody who's playing from underneath get back at the majority. Mm. And mm. and you know, get back at, at this unified mob as they see it and in this in in that case in any other reality competition show that i've watched people would be rooting for kyle to get that spot people would be rooting for laurel but But we're like backwards in the challenge yeah but it's slightly hard to see who's the majority and minority at this point because it's not it's not quite clear like there aren't a hundred percent defined lines and those lines were a little fuzzy before this episode started i mean now they're now they're pretty clear but they were a little fuzzy when things started at the beginning and and it didn't i could understand why there was hesitation but i do know what you mean in the fact that there isn't this sense that the underdog should win or that we're rooting for the underdog but also as challenge fans can we really look at laurel as the underdog in any situation apart from maybe fresh meat too and even then was she really the underdog yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, she was very confident that anybody I go in against, I'm going to beat. Mm. Um, she would have beat anything, Ninja if they uh, didn't blow the horn. I honestly yeah, I think that she would have beat that. Yeah, I didn't see anything that proved her wrong. Yeah. Just saying, guys. Yeah, Just I agree. Just saying. Um, okay, so we get the Speaker D and we have the Tribunal. She picks Georgia and Idris, which I thought was good choices. Uh, first two who went into elimination. I thought that was really nice. Uh, And then we get this Laurel and her notebook scene, which was fantastic. Uh, Zach, I love Laurel and Zach's dynamic. I was so excited to see it play out this season. Hopefully that they were going to, you know, be on top and be running things a bit. Um, I think Zach and Laurel feed off each other really well. And I just love Zach's reaction to how scary Laurel is and her notebook and her her whole little shtick. It was a great free agents throwback. Mm. It was was nice to see those two together, um, working together again. And Laura was running around playing the politics, man. Like pe- people, I heard people saying, somebody said on Twitter that, that she's, you know, the worst, she's got the worst politics ever. Actually, I think it was Malik who said that, who, as we know, is. An oh, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Um, Laurel made an ace political move tonight and turned Ashley against her alliance mm. by, you know, just giving her a little line like, hey, they're actually trying to throw you in, vote with us. She sold it. She got Ashley to flip her vote. She got the desired result. It um, was so that was a, a great good, political move. It, but it was it was incomplete because what she needed to do as well was get Idris on her side, and she didn't do that. And nobody went up to Idris and approached him from Team USA, which was what needed to happen. You know, but someone had to woo Idris, and nobody was doing that, and that left them open to the outcome that we saw tonight. You know, they well, could have lost him it in last week, and I think I think it's obvious Idris is with D. Uh, Joss, Rogan, but that's because what we're seeing now, not necessarily 
that's because what we're seeing now after the season is post on Instagram is this. It's obviously clear, but nobody at that point, it didn't seem like he was a hard line one way or the other. And just that's because, a good point. you know, just because he wasn't with Georgia and Theo doesn't mean he couldn't have been with someone from Team USA. It doesn't mean he couldn't have been with Laurel. You know what I mean? And so I feel like yeah. there was no effort to go after Idris, which really would have sealed the deal for them. Obviously, D was not, you know, she wasn't going to change her, vo- uh, her vote. So that was yeah. a tricky situation there. But then we move on. We go into the tribunal. We go into this whole little bit. And here's where we see a lot of the fights that went down tonight. Uh, this is where you have Kara versus Laurel, which was, you know, the, the opening sequence. Then we have Polly versus... Uh, Polly versus Laurel. Pa- Polly versus Laurel. Then we have Kara and Jordan. And we have so many different moments of fighting. There's so much to say about this. This is the first thing I want to say about this tribunal. Obviously, we have to talk about Ninja. Ninja's reaction to everyone like throwing her in and her getting played. Mm. Um, her reaction is a classic case reaction of someone who walked in with confidence. So there were two instances tonight where we saw Ninja walk in somewhere with confidence and then be humbled. The first was in this tribunal setting where she walks in confident that she has the numbers. Little does she know that the numbers have been flipped on her. And she thinks that she is so strong. She thinks she's proven herself because she was on, you know, this is her second season. And she comes in and finds out that she doesn't have power. She's not all that. She got humbled. Well, I think I think her confidence comes from Ninja Warrior. Yeah, and it's bullshit because this is what I'm trying to tell you people. Like, there is such a, like, just because someone trains in CrossFit and Ninja Warrior, it does not make them this complete threat. Like, she still can't mm-hmm. swim. No, no. Just just like people are saying. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. It doesn't make them a complete threat. It doesn't make them a complete threat, but somebody training in CrossFit is very different to somebody training in obstacles because obstacles is literally 80% of the challenges. I mean, yes, there is swimming, there is running, and that's maybe 80% of the final, right? But for uh, most of the daily challenges and the eliminations, obstacles and that kind of stuff is is super relevant and really important. So I do hear what you're saying as it doesn't make her a full threat, but it does make her somewhat of a threat. I I could, I just, I could not believe her reaction when she got voted in. Like the, it it was just, it was just crazy to me. Like Mm. the, how I, man, I really wanted to see her go home tonight. Uh, Yeah, same. Anyways, the, the second major conclusion that I drew from this tribunal is one that most people didn't know or, or didn't see because that's exactly how these two people played it. Um, Tori and Jordan. Those of you who listen to our musings on the show know that I'm not a Tori fan at all. Um, she annoys me. But, but you uh, have to like her now. I, yeah, I, I have compliments for her tonight. And it starts with this tribunal. Because her and Jordan played this shit like aces. In this tribunal and at this point in the game, they were fully aligned with Johnny, Laurel, all them. But who is taking all the heat? This is a classic survivor strategy. It's called a meat shield. Um, in this case, Tori and Jordan, Jordan specifically, who's one of the strongest guys in the game, he's using other players as a meat shield. He's throwing Johnny out there. He's throwing Laurel out there. And then he's working the other side of it as well. Ninja, Kara. Like, he's got all these players, and it benefits Tori as well because Tori's probably seen at this point as one of the weaker girls on their team. But, they're, but she's they're, not, because remember, everyone was saying she was one of the strongest, which I thought was kind of surprising considering how strong the team well, is. Well, I mean, if, if you just, if you add up, like, all the people that are on the team, most people wouldn't say that she's stronger than Kara, Laurel, Cam, 
Ashley. I, I do think I do think in the house though she has a stronger rep than what well, the fans see. Maybe, her as. but but the bottom line is they were disguised in this tribunal. Mm. Like they were just sitting there. Jordan chimed in a little bit, but the bottom line is everybody else was imploding. Completely. Nobody's gonna mess with Tori and Jordan before shit happens to Kara, Polly, Johnny, Laurel, Le- uh, uh, Ashley. Um, they played it like aces. And that mm-hmm. is why Jordan is, he's been the MVP of the season so far. He's running shit. It is, he's walking that line beautifully where he could go back and forth between both sides on his team and he's not going to get shit from anyone about it. I think the thing with Jordan that he's always put out there, there's precedent that he's not going to be sucked into one side or the other, that he's always going to put himself first. He's always going to put his game first. And it's this unapologetic gameplay that he's had for so long that people are so used to that for him, I feel like he just doesn't, he doesn't explain himself. You know, people don't expect him to be, uh, you know, super loyal to one side or the other because that's not his gameplay. That's not his, his past record. And so they know what to expect from him in that way. Um, I do think that Tori is seen as strong in the house purely because we heard everyone say it so many times in the episode tonight. If you guys listen to the UK deliberating um, to the girls side as well, you just hear what they're saying and they bring her name up so often. People were like, I think Tori's the strongest. And I was surprised about that, but it seems like that's the consensus. Yeah. Uh, I, I know she... And and if Jordan, if Jordan and Tori see that consensus about her, then they need to hype up how much stronger mm. other girls are and take Absolutely. that target off of her. I agree with... Greg found the word that I was trying to find, naive. That Ninja came off tonight as very naive when she got voted in, in, in the way that she reacted. That I, yeah. I think that's a great point. It reminded me of Sylvia's reaction when Dario sent her into the elimination. It's just one of those when it's like, mm. you know, you're you're new to the challenge. Emotions heat up. It just felt like it was a very emotional time. And, you know, she sits down at this table not expecting her name maybe to be thrown out there. Maybe it, she expected it. it might be thrown out there, but not in as harsh of a manner. And so, you know, she's sitting there just taking it all in and everyone's vilifying her. And she's just like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? And it got to her for sure. It's just a classic reaction where she goes in and she's confident that Laurel is going to be the one who everyone votes for. And once people start saying her name, she's like, oh, no, what, 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 what? And then, and then, you know, all her people are getting pissed off. They're like, no, we vote for you, Laurel. You, 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 you. And Laurel's like, fuck you. I got the numbers. It was great. I loved that. I'm yeah. going to miss Laurel. Damn it. I know. I'm going to miss it, Laurel, Damn it, too. damn it, damn it. She Nelson, was just so you. good. She was so Nelson, good. This is my this is my Jordan look. Uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing the Jordan. I'm going to try and make it last all season. If you guys want to see more of it at ZCal77 on Instagram, Chelsco follows me now. So you guys want to jump in on that too. Somebody commented bananas will never win another challenge again. That's Kika. And I, I completely agree with that. I mean, I don't know if again, you know, ever, forever, ever, maybe he might win one or two more, who knows, but I don't think like winning is his, I don't even think winning is what he's going there to do. It seems like he's leaving early every season and he's fine with it. Like he goes there, yeah. gets his appearance check, does like a couple weeks, little vacation, and then just bounces. Uh, that seems to be the pattern. So I think he he's doing that now. To, um, he needs to rediscover some of that fire right now. He's mm. just more focused on causing the chaos, making sure he does better than Wes. Um, yeah. I, listen, I really that. liked Johnny tonight. I'm sorry. I, I thought Johnny stirred the pot and also brought up some relevant points and you may not like him for doing it or you may not like the way he went about it but the convert the argument between laurel and cam nothing that johnny said was was inaccurate everything johnny said in that argument was spot on all his observations were true 
Yeah, and Cam, Cam didn't want to cop to it. Cam seemed to be coming out of you know left field a lot tonight. Uh, right after the tribunal, this actually segues us really great. Um, right after the tribunal, we have Laurel versus Cam, this continuation of the tribunal arguments. Uh, and this stemmed from the fact that in the tribunal, Laurel starts shooting out all the names, of the people that she believes are, were aligned with Wes and who came in with, you know, alliances beforehand. And she dropped Cam's name. And so that obviously got to her and Cam started going after Laurel hardcore. And I just have to, you know, make a few comments about Cam. If Cam had gained this confidence, this cockiness, this entitlement, whatever you want to call it, whatever you feel like it is, uh, after she had done something in the challenge, maybe after her first season when she had made it to the final, which in theory was impressive, right? Uh, if she had done that after the fact, I would have agreed. But I re recently rewatched Vendetta's, and I have to say, it is shocking how she behaved in those first few episodes you see i think it might have been the first girl's elimination something like that she gets sent into the inquisition which is the three people who got voted in and it wasn't even like a guaranteed you know that she had to go into elimination it was just three people that were up for question to possibly go into elimination it's your first challenge it was a bunch of rookies and she walked in with a fur coat got super pissed off at everybody around her was like i can't believe they sent me into inquisition i don't deserve this i don't deserve this da, da, da. and it's like listen maybe okay maybe you can be confident and cocky but not be that sort of entitled way that you get pissed off for rookies having right because now yeah. we're seeing cam a few seasons later and she's mad that all these people are coming in and thinking that they're entitled to not going in and da 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 da, da. but that's literally how she behaved her first season and a lot of people are saying well we love everybody else who's cocky and blah 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 and i mean the truth is sometimes yes but sometimes no bananas who's cocky now walked into his first season and basically cried him way off the stage i mean literally he literally cried his way off of the duel do you remember that that was just miserable you know his yeah. little measly voice he didn't come in with that kind of you know that sort of manner and I mean, you look at Kenny as well. He was sort of like cocky in a way, but he wasn't cocky about his performances. He wasn't cocky about, you know, him being good on the show and da da da. Uh, and I like Cam. Don't get me wrong. I do think that she has a lot of good attributes to her, but it is just really crazy that people are saying that she's earned her confidence because her confidence came long before she earned it is what I'm trying to say. And actually confidence isn't the right word. Everybody should have confidence. Everybody should love themselves and feel like they deserve everything and feel like they have a lot of worth. The difference is when you're going into competitive setting like this, it's not a matter of having confidence in yourself. It's a matter of feeling entitled to not going in not going into the Inquisition on your first week in the show. Like she literally flat out said, I don't deserve this and was calling herself queen after the first second of being there. And that's really where the problem lies. And that's where I don't think she has a right to get mad at rookies or get mad at Georgia for wanting to save her friend on her second season. You know what I mean? Like she, she really is hypocritical in that way. And I do well, think the fans need to recognize that. In Cam's assessment that she hit Laurel with, she left out one key detail. I believe she said something like, you intimidate people, I intimidate people. You win eliminations, I win eliminations. Oh, Which this she left was out the... As a fact... Ugh, this, like, oh, literally shit, almost made me want to be... Yeah. Uh-oh, did I lose you? This moment made no, no, me want to be sick. This moment made me... I, I honestly was like, I can't even believe... Laurel, 
is somebody who has such a track record on this show. She has so much experience. She has done so much damage on this show. Her first season, she wasn't even that ridiculous. Do you remember on Fresh Me Too? She didn't come out there. She wasn't like da-da-da-da. She actually got her confidence from performing like a fucking killer on Fresh Me Too, from working hard, from not being a part of the mob, from having to go in and compete and having to fight against a massive majority in that house. I mean, she earned her stripes her first season aggressively and continued to earn her stripes every single season since and she's gained that entitlement that confidence that cockiness of being an actual experienced challenger with a killer record yes as a person as she fucked up 100 percent. if anything i might consider cam a nicer human being personality wise to laurel outside of the house outside of game when you push all that stuff aside right but that's not what we're talking about right now and so i think for her to like, I don't know, to, to compare herself to Laurel as if Laurel, what Laurel has done is not a big deal is ridiculous. She was like, well, I've done that. I've done that. I've done that too. Yeah, it's like, but mm. she left out the biggest detail that uh, Laurel's won a season. Cam hasn't won shit. And Laurel didn't win a bullshit season like Vendetta's or Final Reckoning. Laurel won, fi- uh, won free agents. Which was literally um, the most intense yeah. individual game we've ever seen on this show. Fabi, I, I have to disagree. Like, we all follow the cast members on social media. You see who's hanging out with who. Cam's been hanging out with Kara and Leroy and Kaylee and all these people before this season was ever filmed. They were, they've were they been hanging out in Vegas together, hanging out in London together. Like, they, they all hang out and are in communication with each other. Laurel and Johnny were spot on about that. Okay, Kenny wasn't always that good. I'd like to point that out. His I mean, he, he just flat out wasn't. Laurel made him 10 times better. And also, we're not saying Tori's one. And Tori does not walk around calling herself Queen Tori every five seconds. She actually does the exact opposite. Uh, you know, I just don't think that y'all sound real silly, honestly. Thanks, Jessica. I appreciate mm-hmm. that one. Um, yeah. I, I definitely think that when it comes to cam and how we evaluate her we cannot just evaluate her based on how she is now based on everything that she's done now we have to look at her first season when she did nothing and how she acted then and that's really important um and yeah you know what it is it's like we can all disagree and we can all have our own opinions uh you watched it a week ago remember when she told Kara she had her reasons her reasons was to ask polly to have an alliance with her it just happened guys Oh, they definitely came in. Listen, I, I think the whole notion that yeah. somebody comes into was, the season with an alliance is bullshit. stupid. Everybody talks to everybody. They're friends beforehand. You know, they chat. I mean, it's like, I, I just don't think anybody should have used that at all. I don't think Laurel should have used it. I don't think Wes should have used it. I don't think anyone should have used it. You're obviously coming in with relationships, so alliances are going to be made beforehand. It's like no one's getting mad at Leroy and Bananas for having a pre-existing alliance. Uh, so I think it's pretty normal to do that. I don't think that, that should be called out on either side. Um, um, so the next part after this argument, then we went to, uh, uh, see Makara and Polly and, uh, Cara. Wait, sorry, Zach. Let me address this one from LaJuan. I hope I pronounced that right. Cam has always called herself a queen though, even on AYTO. And I hear you on that. My big issue is her whole, uh, persona that revolves around her not deserving to go in. That's really the key there in what I'm trying to talk about is the fact that she felt like she didn't deserve to go into elimination on you her know, first season. That's the big can issue we do, there. Can we do a quick breakdown on Cam, actually? I'll go to Challenge Wiki. I, I just want to break down her eliminations and, and what she's actually done. Um, because, honestly, when I think about Cam and eliminations, the first thing I think about is Brooke Hogan fucking her up on Champs for Stars. I just yeah, want to say that. Brooke Hogan is huge. 
Well, what was that she's, elimination again? I forget yeah, it. Brooke Hogan is not. She's like not that much bigger than. Oh, than sorry. Other girls my on the mo- show. hold on. Let me let my mom in. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm gonna keep this going. I've got Cam's uh, stats right here. So Cam is seven and two in eliminations. However, I guarantee you some of that is redemption based. I've already said I do not count redemption as an elimination, nor will I for this exercise. So on Vendetta's, Cam took out Tori when Tori was a mercenary. She won that. And also, I believe Tori's gone on record saying that she kind of threw that. Uh, that was clearly yeah. thrown. That was the shittiest elimination. Cam beat Ashley, which is quality. Ashley's a two-time champ. I'll give her that. Uh, and then she beat yeah, Natalie, who is not very good in eliminations and, and has choked pretty bad from what I've seen. Um, yeah, but she was also pretty good on that Ch- Champs for stars. Okay. I mean, you can't really count it as an official elimination, but I did just mention Brooke whooped her ass. Um, final Reckoning. We've got, I, I think that's like the big one for Cam. That's that's the one that kind of defines her record is her her coaching Kaylee and then beating Natalie and Polly. There was some controversy with the equalizers, but you know, what what however you want to I do that. think that, that, that final impressive. reckoning, she did yeah. a great job. And so and that that showed like the, the good side of Cam where she's like a, a great leader and the way that she coached Kaylee to that success. Um, which was nice. Exactly. It was her mental strength, yeah. her mental strength, her ability to be a teammate. It was like, you know, it reminded me a lot of Landon, yeah. you know, how he coached yeah, Carly and things that. like that. So it was really good sportsmanship. Um, very Josh and Sylvia. They beat Devon well. and Jose, which is a non-factor. Cause I, I think that was like probably the like seventh or eighth time Devon and Jose were that back in the game. That was a fucking hard mm. elimination. That was a hard elimination. Uh, like I said, I don't count redemption, so I'm not going to. Uh, and then we go to War of the Worlds. We had we actually already talked about that one where they took out uh, um, Cam and Ashley beat Amanda and Josh in that that elimination where that it was pretty close where they were climbing up the bar and Cam and Josh went. Cam and Ashley went back to back and Josh oh. was claiming that they couldn't go back to back. Yeah, that was that was the whole production controversy. An impressive win regardless. And then they lost to Polly and Ninja on the one where uh the spinning wheel. Oh yeah. So that that's was Cam's oh, my God. elimination history. Take it how you will, but I think Laurel's the is po- much more impressive. I- I think what everybody in the comments is missing is right now we're trying to assess Cam in reference to what she said on the show about her being as good as Laurel, which is literally what she was saying in her confession or in her interview. You know, it's the way that she was putting it out there was like, I've done that. I have a good elimination. I'm good at eliminations. I'm good at dailies. I'm good at this. To say that she's as good as Laurel and that she has nothing to be scared of with Laurel, which, you know, to be scared of whatever, but in terms of Laurel is just whatever. Laurel is nothing to her. She she is at Laurel's level. And the truth is her record isn't at Laurel's level. It's like nowhere near at Laurel's level. And that's something that is important. That's where the entitlement comes in. It's like, have some respect for those around you. Have some respect for people who have done that before. And she actually has shown that she can do that, but it seems like it's a matter of, you know, the favorites that she can give that respect to. You know, it's the people that that she likes, which whatever. Yeah, I I, I hear where you're coming from there. One first um, place and three second place finishes. Yeah, Laurel's record is crazy. Laurel's yeah. record is crazy. Um. So then we also at this point, like Laurel is one of those people that does not play the the game frequently. She takes a lot of seasons off. At this point, Cam's played like five or six straight seasons. She's probably got almost as many appearances as Laurel has. 
Yeah, um, probably. I'm sure if you count it down, because Laurel, Laurel's all about the pot. She's about her own life as well, you know, which is yeah. important. Which are, um, and those are like players I gravitate more towards. I, I gravitate more towards the people that I don't have to watch every season. Um, it's true. Uh, it's so nice when they get a break. To, yeah, we cut to this conversation between Polly and Kara. Kara is very stressed out from everything that's happening. She she's she's crying, and Polly is is coming to settle her down. The reason I wanted to highlight this is because for those of you that listened to our interview with Polly, um, I one of the points that I brought up to him was that um, you know Polly, I feel like a lot of people rip on Johnny because they you know they say that he's he's overrated or he dodged eliminations for a long time and they wanted to see him go in. And I pointed out my theory that Kara has kind of come around and taken that mantle. You know, she dodges eliminations all the time. She doesn't go in. And, and maybe if someone just called her out, she one of two things would happen. One, people would see that maybe she's not as big of a threat of the, as they've made her up to be in her head. Or two, she'd be able to reestablish herself as this elimination beast. But she never goes in anymore. And Pauly said, Pauly said to us that, you know, I've made it a point to talk to Kara and say, why don't you just go in? You know, mm. go in and prove yourself because I know what you're capable of. And... Um, you'll also remember during our interview with Polly that that's the point where Kara started yelling at him from off camera, which was yeah, that interesting. Was actually um, ridiculous and great footage for us to have. That's what I was reminded of tonight watching the show is Polly was talking to Kara and being like, listen, we know this is going to happen. There's, there's no other way around it now. They're going to have the numbers and we're going to go in and we're going to prove ourselves. Mm. And he's making a great point. And Kara's just like, no, no, no. Like she's so scared to go in. It's wild. I could I could see though where Kara is coming from because I know that when I don't do something for a long time, even if I was good at it before, it gets so stressful and so scary. And so she is for sure scared to go in. And one of two, like you said, one of two things could happen if she does go in. Either she wins and reestablishes herself, or she loses and people realize that she's somebody who you can take out. You know, you don't have to be scared of her. And that's what happened with bananas for sure because he got sent in and people realize oh, you don't have to be scared of him. That's someone you can take out. And yeah. he's been, you know, he's, he's been dispensable every season since. Uh, you know, Derek took him out in Dirty 30. I mean, so many people have taken him out since. Even Devin took him out. Like, there's been so many moments where people realize, like, <coughs> whoa. Whoa. <coughs> whoa. Bananas isn't shit and isn't all that, so we can call him out. And I think since that's happened, he's gone home early every season. So that's all. That's all I'm asking for because really – When's the last time Kara just went to elimination and, and dominated? Like you have to be tested every once in a while. The same but that's way that what Laura she's scared of. Tonight. Yeah. But that's what she's scared of not happening is that she could end up being bananas from now on. And then she could end up yeah. being taken out every single, be- you know, first time. Obviously, as a and viewer, that's what that's people what should take advantage of is that she has that doubt in herself. You know, yeah. she's not the underdog anymore. She's fighting from a position of power now. She's not fighting from a position of weakness. And that's the perfect time to call someone in and throw them off their game and knock them off their horse, no pun intended. Um, so I, I I was really fucking hoping that would happen tonight. Yeah, there's so, same. There's so Like, if you replay this exact scenario ten times, you know, Kara probably goes in, like, five out of ten times you know it was like a coin flip if you get the right person in there or if somebody else flips and and ah god it was so frustrating because i just i could just see it i could see it all slipping away i could see that the same shit is gonna happen yeah Kenyon, i hear what you're saying but that is literally being scared that you don't want to go in and risk losing your money but i do hear it it's a game 
It's a game move. I hear Carl. Like, I'm not going to try and throw myself into eliminations as well. I understand where she's coming from with this. But um, I do hear... I think maybe we're speaking more than Zach to the other girls in the house because what we want really is for people to actually call her out, for people not yes, to be afraid. that's and all I want. Yeah, so our, our comments are actually not targeted towards Kara because she shouldn't want herself to go into eliminations yeah. per se, right? Yeah, but the other PSA girls to need to go after else. her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. All, um, the, all the strongest girls in the house tend to just make deals with Kara as for i guess whatever reason they think that they wouldn't be able to beat her in elimination and all i'm saying is for all the people that call me out for 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 riding cara like for making fun of her just imagine this if somebody actually called her into a fucking elimination and she won imagine all the shit that you could come into this chat and talk because really yeah, what can i say yeah then what we can could I give zach so much shit together you guys and yeah. it would be so much more like, what, what can i say in that case prove me wrong that's all <laughs> uh... that's all i'm asking for yeah, I'm so with you on that. That would be fun. That'd be really fun. We'd be able to shut Zach down. Yes, Jessica, we would love it. So let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Let's get Kara to go in and prove herself and Enos, smash an elimination. Enos, Enos, I see you. That's a heart react right there. Enos bringing it. Enos uh, killed me the other day on Challenge Fans. He he took down, he had such an epic takedown of this one guy who kind of annoys me. And I was just like, Oh my God, I was dying. I was dying mm. laughing. Enos, you're a VIP today, my friend. Congratulations. Um, so we're all right. So let's go to the night out. Let's go to the night out because this is where oh, things oh, start oh, getting oh, real quick. I need to. I need to to follow this quote here. Georgia, when she was after that that deliberation, when Georgia was trying to think about her choices and what she was going to do, she delivered the following quote. She said, "Cara Maria lives, breathes, and dies the challenge." A.K.A. Cara Maria doesn't have a job. Thank you. I mean, I don't understand what the hell that. Yeah, of course she does. She doesn't have a fucking job. But, but, but okay, this goes on the fucking car counter. This is like five points in the car counter. Ding, 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 ding. Somebody she... keep track of this shit. Yeah, that's 30 points right there, Jessica. I agree. What, explain to me what is the relevance of this? Yeah, before Johnny before Johnny got his job at first look, everybody ripped him and said he doesn't have a job. All he does is go on the challenge. Well, I know, but what does it matter if they? But what be? I don't think people understand like the term job, right? Job, career, making a living. We are living in a completely new era, so everybody has some sort of manner of making money. It doesn't matter if it's like a nine to five. Look, do we I do we all impressive. really think that people need to have a nine to five job? I think that's the better question. Like, I'm not even talking about a nine to five. I think it's impressive that not. Nani is like a waitress at a high-end restaurant or whatever. And then every couple of years she comes on the challenge and banks, you know, like 50, 60 grand. Isn't she an esthetician? Uh, uh, I don't know. I know she's a waitress. I think she's an maybe, esthetician. Maybe she's got two jobs. Maybe that's she has cool. two jobs. Yeah, maybe she yeah, does. I think, that's a, I think that's fucking impressive. She has a life that does not totally revolve around her sole source of income being coming on this show. That's that cool. isn't that's her soul. That isn't Kara's sole source of income. That's that's uh, where yeah, she that's is. where she gained her audience to therefore make more <laughs> sources of income. <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> social media posts, <laughs> targeted campaigns, ads, mm -hmm. promotions, collaborations. Everybody ripped Johnny for this. I'm just saying, guys, equality, 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 equality. Everybody ripped Johnny for this. I wouldn't be a fucking waiter if I was an influencer. Fuck that shit. I'm not picking. I wouldn't even be a waiter now. I don't like waiting on people. All right, guys. All right, guys. Let's go to this night out because it's actually oh, yeah. really juicy. Wes. Wes. How about Wes? 
He owns 60 companies. Or, Wes doesn't have a job. He owns said. companies. That's an alternative way of He's making... a mogul. So That's what? His job. So what? He's a mogul. Running your own personal brand is also work. It just it just says something about like having a, a no, personal no, no, sense no, no, of responsibility. No, 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 no. Not everybody maturity, can be a mogul. Not, tra- not, not everybody can be a mogul in this world. Otherwise, the ones who are going to be moguls, <clears throat> myself, would not be very special in this planet. Not everyone is going to be a CEO. Not everybody is going to have a nine to five. Not everybody is going to do whatever, whatever to make money. Some people are going to be strippers, Zach, for the rest of their lives. Yeah, like Anissa. And they're going to make a ton of cash. Yeah, more power to her. That's great hustle. Anissa knows how to make that money. And so then she'll come stripping, on the you consider a job, but social media yeah. influencing is not. Yeah. Yeah. You have to produce content. You have to work hard to get stuff nah. out there. All right, guys. So Zach basically just wants to be a media influencer. So let's make that happen. Everybody follow his Instagram. What's your handle? Yeah, at ZCal77. Throw me those follows, guys. Come on. <laughs> Chelsko follows me. Uh, and this now counts for 100 points in the Cara counter. Okay, back <laughs> to the night out. This is where we get Georgia and Bear all cutesy they're starting to flirt we see some sparks we see josh he's like a little bit sad that there's sparks with georgia and bear it's getting exciting and i will drop this one little bit of nugget that we got from georgia speaking to josh which was that cam and Kara give her really negative energy and that was pretty telling to me uh, in terms of the ambiance in the house and what people are feeling around so you know we'll see how that plays out i'm hoping that georgia doesn't just get fucking killed this season because her numbers are slowly dwindling uh, uh, she's but outside yeah, yeah she's we'll outside see how that goes big time um and then we also get some laurel and bananas bonding which was really nice and really cute and the final scene which was hilarious i hope everybody caught this turbo carrying georgia out the club like she was like wasted he carried her oh, out I the club that. with the shoes oh my god it was great damn it i missed that like that's turbo's a friend you want to bring on a night out turbo is the friend because then you could take For off sure. your heels he could carry you around it would be so nice it's like a moving car wow. for one person enos enos is killing the comments right now zahida is the car zavaleta reincarnate buddy oh that's a good be, call you could not be uh more right that's You're a good it. call wow you are on the ball my friend oh my god that is great okay so then we have uh then we have them back home after the night out and this is where we get bear and georgia heating up and i have to say their banter their talk their chat that they have is the funniest amongst everybody in the house like it's just so hilarious it's all jokes they were making so many back and forth remarks uh, when they were in the kitchen and i just loved it so much and so then, and then they, they go in the pool they go Ooh. in the pool things got a little steamy um bear is just he is a um he's a casanova he's given georgia every reason to cast him out and she came back for more he's a charming guy bear bear and kyle i'm not sure who has whiter teeth bear's teeth and kyle's teeth are they're pearly pearly white and, and i'm oh, really, I don't not really sure notice the teeth that much teeth. do you notice the teeth i never noticed teeth i mean i noticed the teeth when kyle was covered in mud after the daily and then his and then his teeth were like neon <laughs> my mom is the mvp tonight you guys she's in town from israel she's been walking my dogs every day she's been getting me food she's been i've just i feel like i'm back as a kid again it's just been so lovely um, hey you too yeah i see you troubles what what did you snack like what was a go-to snack food for you when you were a kid wow string cheese was a big one 
Mm. We had like really healthy food in my house. So I would always trade my snacks for like the good stuff, like the fruit roll-ups and shit at school. But I would you know come in with great? like, I'd come in with like gross healthy bars. Um, like, I used to like vegetables. kudos. Kudos were real good. What was kudos? Like, yo, what's kudos? kudos? Come on. People. Oh, the bars, the bars. They were like, they were, yeah, 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 they yeah, were yeah. like mini like candy oh, bars pretty we much. did kudos not get M&M. that shit in my house. Are you mm. kidding me? Oh, that was like far away. That was all. I would go to my friend's houses who had like all the good sugar snacks in their house. And I would just be yeah. like, oh, this is crazy. The most sugary cereal we had in our house was like Honey Nut Cheerios, maybe damn maybe <laughs> you were one of those houses yeah yeah my family was ridiculous i mean we still are right now there's just like so much vegan shit everywhere um okay so so anyways then night out vibes they come in they hook up we get the morning after and this is where i really love the challenge atmosphere the most is these kind of moments the morning after is the greatest it's just like a frat party, but like everyone's on vacation in this one big house and there's so much back and forth. CT is giving Bear shit because he got with Georgia. Josh is giving Georgia shit because she got with Bear. And we also get some last minute deliberations from the UK team where we see that they're clearly playing with their heart. They like want to do what's right. You know, Esther made a good comment. I think that puts most of the UK team's uh, opinion into perspective, which was the fact that she said, uh, you know, it wasn't right. Ninja should have been in there anyways. Like Laurel deserves it. Da, da, da. And that sort of mindset is what I think will eventually lose them uh, this season because they're not playing smart. They're not playing with their heads. They're not thinking like, let's keep a catastrophic bomb on that team, which is how you have to think in this kind of game. They're allowing Team USA to get stronger. Uh, and that leads us right into the elimination slash proving ground, which we have definitely covered in depth tonight. But I want to open the floor to the comment section right now. If you guys have any more questions from this episode as well from the proving ground, anything on Laurel, anything you guys want us to touch on, any drama that's happened recently, put those in the comments right now and we will uh, we will answer those for you guys before we finish up. I, I will say this. Um, people used to really... Like, people have mixed opinions on Sarah. I've made my thoughts clear on her. You've made your thoughts clear on her. One of the most common complaints about Sarah is that people hated how, you know, enthusiastic she would get. How confident she would get. If it was a puzzle, people bring up when she lost the puzzle on Rivals to John A. and Jasmine. And she was like, oh, this is a puzzle. I'm great at puzzles. Ninja was like that tonight times 10. The way that she walked in and she saw the climbing wall and she was jumping around and just... I know people like this. I grew up with people like this and they were the most annoying people. I don't need to like, I can just see it. I can read that. Yeah. She did say she was annoying on Twitter though. She said, I get really annoying when I get happy. So at least she knows it's true. You know, she's aware of that fact. She was fucking annoying. I will say, Oh my God. It was so, it was so annoying. And I was just waiting for, I was like, I'm so ready for Laurel to whoop that ass. That's all I wanted to see. And I saw it. With these hazel eyes. Okay, this is a good question from Robert. This is something I definitely wanted to address. Uh, Should the daily challenge last week have been reset since the horn was blown and UK had already won? And I uh, answered this on Twitter as well, which was the fact that, yes, the horn was blown, but they couldn't do anything about it. It wasn't like the game was still going on. It wasn't like they had a chance to fix that because those locks were broken. There was no fixing that situation there anymore. There wasn't redoing that or going back they in went, and finding the yeah. piece, you know? They went in separate heats. Yeah. That, that's the bottom line. Like when their time was over, their time was over. 
Yeah, but also that. they couldn't have fixed it. They broke the lock. So it wasn't like yeah. they couldn't go back and unlock those. Th- it wasn't it wasn't a challenge like that. So there wasn't anywhere for them to go. Like they they and also TJ blowed the horn when they were done in that daily challenge and then production went in and assessed it after whereas in this in an elimination you're meant to assess before right if it's a if it's a one-on-one heat like that it has to be before uh because otherwise then the person stops trying you know and then they think it's done but it's not and they're fighting for their life in the game which is the important part there um but you know Listen, we heard from Laurel on Twitter that the poll was assessed by production before the horn was blown from TJ. Again, that might not necessarily be true, though, because it's coming from Laurel. So we'll wait till we have more sources on that to be able to confirm the whole story there. But if that was the case, then absolutely a reset is in order because it was a huge blunder on production's part and not on the competitor's part. And that's important. And they've done it before. They did it for fucking bananas. I don't know why they can't do it again. Listen, I... Everyone is is really upset with Laurel's reaction, you know, after she won. I fucking get it, man. Like, Mm. you've got this, you've got, you know your enemies. You see them. They're blatantly rooting against you. You're going up against someone who's jumping around as if they've already won the competition before it begins. Those, I mean, those are the most annoying people. Uh, uh, Anybody who grew up playing sports knows that like, it's like true played, why was they, she so they, annoyed they that laurel celebrated but not that she celebrated yeah. and and when you overcome those odds and you are victorious when so many people are already assuming have already written you off before the competition began that's going to be your reaction you're going to want to tell them to go fuck themselves and that's why it sucks that this competition this elimination which was epic ended with a production gap mm. Because that's not the ending that it that it deserved. Absolutely not. It really did. So that that sucked. You know, the best part of this episode was seeing all them getting their. It was like it was cinematic. Seeing all them getting their just desserts after Laurel wins, and she tells them to go suck a dick, oh, and no. and they're all just standing there with pouty face on. Gosh, she, she, I will say I so would upsetting. never celebrate like she did, but it was hilarious to watch. But yeah, I wouldn't and either. Great but Laurel's like she's kind of crazy. That's why we like her. Like we knew she was kind of fucking unhinged going into this, and that's mm. why you know she she was like she was just ready to fuck some people up. Yeah, we've got another question. Do you guys think anyone will jump ship and switch teams? This is a good one. You know, definitely. I I, th- I do think somebody will at some it's point. But who? Who do you think is going to switch teams? Like, who do you think would, would be open to that idea? Kyle, the obviously. Further, yeah, Kyle, definitely. The further we get in the game, the more the numbers are going to dwindle on one side, so someone's going to have to jump ship to save their ass. It's going to happen eventually. I'm not sure who it would be. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Another, you know, another qualm I had with the whole don't get out um, people from, did I lose you? No, there you are. Another, no. qu- another qualm. <laughs> You're just so still sometimes. <laughs> um, um, I'm, I'm great. I'm great when getting a haircut. I don't move. I are you? Sit in the chair. I'm the worst. Oh, yeah. They're like blow my hair. I'm like, woo. <laughs> i just go with it um anyway so yeah wh- another qualm i had with the whole idea that you know don't go after your own team is that if you know challenge history and you've seen past seasons you know that it can work against you majorly if you have too big of a team like how many times have we seen in past challenges where it was team challenges where they wanted to dwindle their numbers so that way they had less people to split the pot of money and less dead weight to carry them to carry around like no matter what if you have a ton of people, even if, you know, they're all strong, they're all this, you're splitting the money with more people. That's a big deal. 
it's a big deal. You know, yeah. it's a big difference when you have four or five more teammates, even one or two more teammates. That's a huge piece of your pot. You don't want that many people. So I could see it. The numbers dwindling. Somebody wants to go over to the other side because they're strong. They'll be able to share the money with less people. The finals are soon. That'll be a cool, that'll be a cool switch if that happens. I have to give another prop, begrudgingly so, to Tori. Man, the like what she what she said about Kara during that elimination or like in the lead up to the elimination, I like I felt that. I've been trying to say that forever. It felt like she was speaking for me when she said Kara, you know, everybody looks at you like you're the biggest and the baddest and and you say that you're the biggest and the baddest and you have all these accompli- all these accomplishments and yet you're you know, you're so scared to go in. You're doing whatever you can to not go in. Mm. And I fucking felt that. Props to you, Tori. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, guys, this has been a fantastic episode. A few announcements before a few announcements before I sign you off. Wow, my mumbles are strong today. Uh, basically, we are releasing a merch store very, very soon. I'm waiting to get some samples in. It's saniacstore.com. Uh, all of our stuff is up there already right now, so you can go ahead and buy that. Uh, we're doing a soft launch right now for this week. So within this first week, you can use the code ZachLovesCara for 10% off the entire site. Uh, oh, yeah? That's <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, you do that. Uh, and you can check out all of our merchandise there. We'll have it up through, let's say, next Thursday, so the day after the next episode. Uh, and we've got some cool content on there, some cool little merchandise for you guys to, to get to, lots of challenge stuff. Uh, there is two quotes that we put out right now. One is the I've been manhandled on the island of Tobago, which is just fucking hilarious, truly one of the most iconic moments in challenge history. And the other, of course, is Coral's I don't wrestle, I beat bitches up. So if you want that all over a mug and all over a t-shirt, uh, please go to saniacstore.com. Of course, visit us at saniacpodcast.com for all of our other good content for you guys. We have some quizzes that are going up and there is a Challenge 34 name chain going up tomorrow, so you'll have lots of fun with that. Uh, I know Hannah's hit list got a lot of traction last week, so let's keep that going this week and look out for her post tomorrow thank you guys so much what a good evening we had quite a few viewers tonight yeah um also keep uh can we like inject some like rationality into twitter it was a cesspool after the show tonight. oh it was so that is like that you need to have a fucking non-profit organization to be able to do that task that is that it is was too bad. much too much work for us uh <laughs> You know what, Tina? I will answer that question. It does bother me that Calhoun uh, looks like he stands on Hollywood Boulevard in an Iron Man costume. I will say. It also bothers me that now he would have to paint his entire facial hair silver and it would just get stuck and scraggly and bleh. <laughs> uh, but he's working on it you guys don't worry we're getting the I, ring I light hope soon. jordan uh, at some point jordan's gonna get me some love for this I, i'll i'll uh, i'll hit him up on instagram or something I'm well sure if you get a ring out. light he'll be able to see it better you know what i had like a a, a bush league ring light that i was using tonight and it, it like it, it like as, as a fill-in before my good ring light comes and it, it was uh, it kept dying because it was low quality yeah, that's what happens when you get shit stuff. Anyways, guys, thank you so much. We love you all, all of our anniversary followers. What a fantastic little badge you guys got there. I need to figure out how to activate some more bags, badges for you guys. Uh, we will see you guys next week right here on our Facebook page, usually around 20 minutes after the episode, so come check us out. And we also have our Chelsco interview happening soon, so we'll keep you posted on Chelsco's the date Chelsco's coming time. back, guys. Yes, she She's is. coming back. And She's in person. in studio. You're going to be able to see her, hear her. We're going to talk about X on the Beach. We're going to sing Malibu Flames. It's going down. It is going down. All right. Take care, guys.